Hey, what's up? It's Alex. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything that you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. This Thanksgiving, a new film from the coked out mind of Stephen King. In a neighborhood hiding something sinister, Adam Schiff is one man who just wants a clean house and will have a big, smelly problem. Who shit on my floor? Seriously, I just got this cleaned. (laughs) Who's there? Potential Supreme Court nominee and all-around creep Ted Cruz stars in this horrifying film that will make you lose your shit. Oh my god, whoever he is, he just shat all over my floor and wiped his ass with that copy of the Constitution over there. And look over there, he lost his balls, they're over there in the trash. Oh no, I hear him. Here he comes. No! Exactly the opposite of what they're saying. Now, everyone has switched positions, and so the whole whole promo you're pushing about hypocrisy, if you want to say it, you could say... The Poopy Man, coming to a theater near you. Say everybody involved in this is a hypocrite. Sometimes you gotta go back and go forwards. But sometimes you don't have to go anywhere at all. Instacart makes it so you can order your groceries, pet food, and more from home. So you can do what you need to do. Whether it's praying to the Lord or playing with your willy. Whatever suits you best. So what are you waiting for? It's time to transcend your physical form. Follow the link in the show notes and Create your account and start feeling all right, all right, all right after you do your shopping. Instacart. Just do it, man. Ladies and gentlemen, the Short News Podcast with your host, Alex Mador. What is up, guys? Welcome to a very, very special episode of the Short News Podcast. It's Sunday. What are we at? October 4th? 2020. That's that's crazy. That's pretty insane. I have a special guest here with us today. Um, if I'm getting the last name wrong, let me know. 
uh, James R. Senecola. Nailed it. Nailed it. Oh, fantastic. Fantastic. I'm so, I'm so glad because that would have been, that would have been embarrassing for me. Um, I just, the amount of parents and stuff were like, oh, Mr. Coca-Cola. I'm like, nah, Mr. Coca-Cola. Mr. Coca-Cola. Oh right. my God. You ballpark it. We'll call it. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I'm glad I got it right. And, uh, I'm just looking at the input and output volume here, making sure everything is good. Uh, technical support 101. Okay, perfect. We're in. We're in. Awesome. So, James here wrote a, uh, a very funny, very funny book called Trump's Lessons for Kindergarten, and it is a children's book for adults about our wonderful, glorious leader and how he would get through kindergarten. So do you want to, uh, do you want to talk about it a little bit? Yeah, I'll, I'll do my shameless pitch real quick. Off the <laughs> so, um, you know, I, long story short or short story long, we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, you know, I, I, um, I, I minored in political science for a short period of time as an undergraduate. Um, and I, I just found a fascination with how politics work and, and I kind of stuck with it. Um, you know, I was always interested in politics, um, and uh, you know, but that was not a world I was ready to go into, and it's not a world I'll probably ever go into because it's, it's insane and crazy. And I yeah. think I think you have to be, I think you have to be a smidgen of just complete and utter um, egotistical to oh, really ever want to be. In. Definitely. I mean, like I said, just just look at your boy De Blasio. Like he, you, you know, he's got this. I think, like, personally, honestly, like, I think I have that a little bit. <laughs> Otherwise, I wouldn't have a podcast. I mean, it's healthy. It's healthy for an artist. Like, an artist, I mean, yeah. even though Kanye is completely lost, and gone, <laughs> you know, like, God bless Kanye. He's, go, he's going through stuff, and I'm not, like, joke. I'm not trying to make fun of stuff he's obviously going through, and yeah. nobody's yeah, trying to course. help him out, you know, because mental health is a serious issue. Absolutely. But, I mean, like, you can't you can't even look at graduation and not say, "Wow, this is one of the best albums." I would have. Um, you know, I mean, that, and that goes for any genre of music. You just like, you know, or or just general art. You have to have that level. But there's also like that kind of absolute power corrupts absolutely kind of mentality. And, yeah. And I think I think you have to be completely okay with that to to ever really go into anything above like a you know like a above like a state or local position. Once you get into the federal government, you know, you get people like Lindsey Graham. Yeah, those monsters. Even to extent, and I'm AOC, and I don't agree with everything that AOC does. I I like her mentality. I like this uber progressive mentality because, you know, I was big, like, growing up, I I studied history. See, I already went off on this massive thing. Oh, don't worry about it. (laughs) I don't want to take over the show today. No, no, this is what it's about. This is what well, it's you about. Know, your your newsies or your your shorties. I don't know what the shorties. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you decided to end up calling it. Thinking like, oh, what this old man talk. Over. What? No, no. We we need we need other people on this show. We do. Like just me talking alone. It is kind of a little. It, it is kind of narcissistic. 
pretty heavy. <laughs> There's always a little bit of good narcissism, but yeah. I am. Um, I want to. So back to my initial tangent. So like my mom, my dad, my mom, my dad. There, my mom was a, a Democrat. My dad was a Republican. Um, you know, my dad was a very traditional Republican. He like believed in states' rights, and you know, like I think right around the Reagan administration, he stayed Republican, but Reagan kind of flipped everything that made a Republican a Republican, and everyone just kind of followed along because they had that Trump cult-like status where people are like oh you know like he's amazing oh let's just pretend that he didn't just pretend that AIDS wasn't a problem oh you know like like that's everyone just forgot about all those aspects of, of who Reagan really was and didn't even realize that he was he was really turning that Republican Party away from what it was yeah you know and I, I mean if you look at it, if you ask any any reasonable historian they'll tell you that by today's standards Nixon was incredibly progressive by, by today's standards. He was like hardcore progressive. Like right. They, they, they weren't huge political people. You know, they just kind of like, they watched and they listened and stuff. they never got too deep in. And then the second that Trump got elected, and my mom the whole time, she's like, oh, there's no way. There's no way the Republican Party's going to nominate him. There's no way they're Republican. Because, like, I'm, I'm from New York originally, and you've, you're from Connecticut, but you uh -huh. pretty much spent good chunk of your life now in new york like yeah. you ask any new yorker they all hated trump they couldn't stand yeah. him. yeah definitely like, before he ran for anything they hated you know he was just like it was like oh there's no way there's there's just no way there's no way. and then he got the nomination and then they were like oh my mom's my mom and my dad are like oh there's no way he's yeah there's, there's no, no way, way. <laughs> he can't he can't possibly be hillary mind you hillary was probably one of the worst choices they could oh have, but, i know yeah. so bad I, I was like, upset about that. Yeah, there were, there were so many better opportunities. And, and I honestly think that, well, I don't agree with everything that he says. And you know, like, I know any, any people who, who like hate listen to your podcast are going to, um, you know, be like, well, I should, I should note that I've been listening to your podcast. We became friends because I started listening to your yeah. podcast. Um, so, you know, to everyone out there listening, shout out to, to Alex for, uh, you know, becoming my friend, uh, you know, via Twitter and we uh, just started talking. And uh, you know, so you should definitely follow him if you're not already. But I guess if you're listening to this, you're probably already following Alex. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> if not, it's okay. Um, Most of it's just me yelling at de Blasio. <laughs> but um yeah, you know, it was um so so when he won, my mom just became obsessed. I mean, CNN for the last four years. Well, actually, probably for the last five years now, that woman has had nothing but CNN on in that house. <laughs> my father would wait for her to fall asleep just so he could change the channel to something he wanted to watch because it'd be CNN, 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 CNN. And, you know, we, so we were just, um, you know, we were just sitting down and we we're talking. And I'm like, you know, and this was about a year, maybe two years ago. I was like, you know, he, he acts like a child. He acts, and I'm not just saying that, from like this, oh, Donald Trump, he acts like a child. I'm like, no, no, he does things that I see my my fourth graders, and for a short time I taught kindergarten, and I taught middle school, and I've taught high school, I've taught different grade levels. Um, but he does things that that my fourth graders do. He's done yeah. things that kindergartners do. He responds in the same way, which anybody who studies developmentalness, like you know anything anything along the lines of childhood development, which every teacher has to take at least one class in. Um, you're like, oh, he's supposed to be out of that 
stage. He's de developmentally uh, stunted. Yeah. yeah. Oh, very much so. And I mean, people go, he's not developmentally stunted. He's a grown man. Uh, no, he's, 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 he's not mentally all there. Probably because he never really had to. He never really had yeah, to be there. Exactly. And so I was like, so I was like, yeah, you know, he acts like a child. Like, like he, he, he's probably like kicks and screams when someone takes his phone from him. He probably like throws himself on the floor of the Oval Office. He's like, give me back my phone. I want my oh. cheeseburger in bed. <laughs> now, I'm telling you, man, that, that I feel like maybe, maybe if, if enough people go out and buy this book and we have the extra money, you do a audio version of this book. For, uh, for Audible? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you listen to the greatest book I've written. Um, the greatest so, book of all time. <laughs> so we, we um, you know, I started like, um, I started, you know, making jokes about it and like, you know, just like acting like, you know, he was the greatest kindergarten president that ever lived. And he, he runs the kindergarten. And then it just developed into, um, you know, Trump's lessons for kindergarten, which everything is spelled incorrectly because, you know, it's really supposed to be from his perspective yeah. and how he would write. Um, you know, and there's a lot of like the, the picture, you know, the pictures, I, I'm by no means an artist. Um, you've seen the pictures already. Uh, obviously, we can't, can't flash them up on here. Which is a, you know, an audio medium, but, um, you know, the pictures, I got a little bit of help from a good friend. She's like, well, here's how you draw the base and here's how you manipulate the the computer and everything like that. And I, um, you know, I was like, I'd say about six months ago, I finished it and I was like, okay, all right. You know, what am I going to do with this? And, uh, my, my mother and my father, my sister, my, my wonderful girlfriend, Nicole, um, they were all like, oh, you should publish this. I think this would be really funny. And I mean, of course, um, of course, you know, your, your family, your loved ones are always going to be like, you can do it. You can do anything. Believe in yourself. Yeah. You can fly. <laughs> you know, and I, I mean, that's what I do to my students, even though I know that my students, they're, they're, you know, there are certain things they're just not going to ever be adult, but I never tell them that. So I, I'm always like, eh. And then, so I, like, I, I reached out to you um, and I reached out to uh, another podcaster slash comedian. Um, who I don't know. Do you, do you want me to say the other podcast name uh, on yeah. the show? Yeah, let's give him a shout out. Um, is a knowledge fight um, is with uh, with Dan and Jordan. And Jordan is uh, he's a comedian, um, but he also does this whole thing with Dan. And it's basically they poor Dan has to listen to um, uh, who's that crazy dude lives in Texas now. Um, we were talking about him the other day. He like screams at people all the Alex time. Alex Jones. Alex Jones. They yeah. basically, I, it's Sunday. I, I, I've been grading papers all morning. Um, but Alex Jones is like, um, you know, he listens to every one of Alex Jones's his episodes, which, <laughs> and then he just breaks them down and he like, he breaks down all the BS in Alex's stuff. And so, um, not, not this Alex, by the way, but you know, Alex, Alex Jones. And it's just like, you sit there and Jordan just like loses his mind and he's the comedian. <laughs> so, you know, and I, so I reached out to the two of you, and, and both of you were like, oh, you know, this is really good. Yeah, I think people will really like it. And so I was like, okay. And I bit the bullet. I went with a, I went with the first publishing company, a self-publishing company I could find, which may turn out to be a mistake, but I'm not going to badmouth them in any way right now. But 
hopefully it won't be a mistake, but um, because there, there's been some issues. But at the end of the day, like I, I went, we put it out, we put it together, and um, you know, it's it's gone live now, and just trying to uh, you know get it out to people and you know see if I can make enough money to replace the tires on my car. That would be that would be nice. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So let's help James replace the tires on his car. <laughs> <laughs> and check out Trump's lessons for kindergarten: how to survive school the best, the best, the best. You're gonna need um, this book. You're gonna need it. Um, but yeah, man, that's and that's 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 pretty much it, you know. And then I just uh, I spend my days trying not to get COVID because I um I live in Florida. Uh, I actually only live like. I think it takes 10 minutes from my house to get to Trump's Mar-a-Lago. Damn. You know, but I, I live in like the poor area because I chose to go into education, which I accept. I, I made the conscious choice, but like. No, that's you know, just... more power to you, man. <laughs> but I, I love what I do for a living, yeah. but it would be, it would be nice again, like I said, to, to not have to worry about like, oh, how am I going to replace the tires on my car and still pay my, pay my, um, you know, like, like my electric bill. So, and, you know, it was just, this was me trying to like, you know, get, get people to laugh and make people laugh. But also, you know, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to fly. I'll be like, yeah, I'm hoping to sell, sell a couple of books, man, stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Like I, I was going through that market, the marketing thing with my album over the summer. And, uh, it, I tried all different types of ways and finally something started working. Um, but yeah, you got to go on like a campaign almost. <laughs> Yeah, maybe like um, I'll, I'll just I'll just start booking myself at random bookstores. Just walk in, set up a chair, and just start be like, "Hey guys, sir, you can't be in here right now." But I'm just trying to sell my book. Don't you sell books here? Sir, do you have a permit to be here? <laughs> but yeah, I mean that's that's the long and short of it. And uh, you know, you were nice enough to let me come on and talk about it. And stuff. Yeah. Of course, I appreciate it. Of course. And let me let me see if I can do a page from the book in a Trump voice. Yes. What's the best yes. uh what's what's your favorite page that you want to hear Trump? Oh man. Well, you know, I th I think with a lot of them you really need the the picture really goes along with it, but maybe the one um with the with the school um class pets. Class pets. Okay. Um oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That poor cat. Oh my god. That poor cat is just being violated by young Donald Trump. <laughs> I like his shorts. <laughs> I like his shorts a lot. I didn't notice that. He's like got schoolboy attire from the waist down. Yeah, that that was the that was like always the image. We Absolutely. Still want and I was like, I want him to have this baby face, but you know, whenever I say we, it's because I had a, I had a lot of help. Yeah. Okay. Friend, really like this is how you do it, but um, I think you can. I think if you can, if you can get through that whole thing in that Trump voice, like I, I owe you like a the uh, cold brew. <laughs> Let me see if I can do this. So lesson eleven: class pets and how to care for them. Dogs, stupid hamsters. Who am I, a Hollywood actor? Fish, lame, lame. The best class pet is a pussycat. Why? Because they're great. They do whatever I say, and you can grab pussies whenever you want. 
But make sure you grab them fast. They won't like it, but who cares? Sometimes you can get in trouble when you just grab them. But you can lie and say you didn't. Who are the adults going to believe, you or the pussy? <laughs> that's, that's Oscar. Oscar worthy right there. <laughs> when I um, I when I practice a voice, I I haven't been doing this enough because I just don't want to get noise complaints. But at my, I I interned at Ralph Lauren when I was in high school, and that was the time of like the birth of the Christopher Walken voice, and I was just sitting in my office with my my like partner in the office and just go like now it's gonna be crazy and just do that over and over again and then i got stuck talking like that so now like anytime i say now it just sounds like now <laughs> it's, a, it's a good walk in you remember when he he did um he did a music video for fat boy slim oh my he, god my favorite music video of all time weapon of choice uh, like people don't realize that that's that's him dancing because yeah. he was he was classically trained like he's a classically trained dancer so so that's actually him dancing and it's just like to fathom it and, and you know I mean like your young listeners who probably never even heard of it they've gotta they've gotta got to check it. out um Fat Boy Slim Weapon of Choice music video Christopher Walken stars he's got the moves yeah and I think he was like sixty something when he did that too so he's like. You know, I mean, you just, you can't not be impressed with the guy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I remember my uncle showed me that video on his, he had like the new iPod video at the time. That was a thing. And he was like, check this out. This is the greatest music video of all time. He showed me that and I maybe watched it like a hundred times. Such a good video. I just taking a sip there. Yeah, I'm just going to run to the bathroom real quick, but um, all right, I'm going to pause this and then we can pick up. This is the cool thing about this software is you just hit a button and then hit the button again and you're good to go. Do what you got to do, man. All right, all right, all right. One sec. All right, um, I'm back. Sorry about that. So um, a lot, a lot's been going on in the world. Uh. I mean, we know about Trump and what's going on with him. We can talk about that in a little bit, but I thought it would be cool if we uh, went over the the debate that Lindsey Graham apparently got absolutely owned in. No, yeah, man. It, I, it was, um, I mean, it, it, you, you got to watch a little bit of it, but, I, you know, I was telling you earlier, it's like every time, I think it's Jamie Harrison, right? Yeah. Is the guy he's running against, Jamie Harrison? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah, Jamie Harrison, like, so I, I put it on a watch. First, first Jamie Harrison, he, I, I don't know if he, I'm guessing he brought it, but he put up his own, like, divider, like, glass glass divider to the side of him, like, between him and Lindsey, um, between him and, and Senator Graham, um, you know, and, like, so he has this, he has Oh, shit. Oh, no, 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 no. Uh-oh. Technical difficulties. Um, no, I think that's on me. Let me see if I can, uh, let me see if I can, okay, share screen. And here it is. Ah, 
Ah, okay. <laughs> that's the SNL. Oh, that's loud. Oh, you can't hear anything? Um, let me see. Stream settings. Stream quality. Damn. So it. Let me pause the recording real quick while we figure this out. Okay, so yeah, there's this debate between Jamie Harrison and Lindsey Graham where he apparently schools Lindsey Graham multiple times. And let's see where this goes. Let me just hit play here. To educate our kids about all of that. Uh, but at the same time, it should be safe if it is the law of the land, which it is at this point in time. Uh, but what we need to do is look at health care, and particularly health care for women. You know, here in South Carolina, we have some of the highest infant mortality rates in the country. I don't know if you all know this, but two years ago, here in South Carolina, 14 of our 46 counties had no, let me repeat that, zero OBGYNs. Many of our hospitals in some of our rural communities are closing right now. What are we going to do to tackle these disparities? in healthcare that women, and particularly minority women, are experiencing right now. Senator Graham has failed in his 25 years to properly address these issues. Senator Graham. Well, uh, Amy Barrett is one Not Judge Barrett, not the Supreme Court. You know, this has impacted me personally, Judy. My uh, granddaunt Gladys passed away this July in a nursing home by herself. That is the story that so many Americans are experiencing right now. And part of why we're experiencing, no, we're not going to blame the president. We shouldn't blame the president. We shouldn't blame anybody for the, the inception of this disease. But where blame should come is how we handle this disease, whether or not we take it seriously. You know, tonight I am taking it seriously. That's why I put this plexiglass up, because... You know, it's not just about me. It's about the people in my life that I have to take care of as well. My two boys, my wife, my grandmother. We need to make sure we are addressing the issue here in South Carolina. We have had 750,000 people unemployed. He has some really good points. Okay, so um, Discord crashed for a second there. So some of the audio got cut out, but only like two minutes at most. So here we go. Back into it side where the people that live out in these rural areas like they don't get this this virus is killing people like us who live in the cities and it's killing us bad yeah and yeah. it is dangerous yeah you guys are more spread out like my um my sister lives you know where you live in new york she works for um, hss and um you know she she was she she's finally back in the in the hospital but she um she was freaked out and I, thankfully i live in florida where it's a little bit more open but still, we have we have a lot of chaos. But there's been two cases at my school already. Oh God, that's you know that's, that's scary. Yeah. So I don't I don't want to bum everybody out though. We're supposed to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll end this this mode of conversation. No, it's uh it's what's going on in our in our world right now. Everything is uh everything is up in the air. People don't know what to do, and now the president has coronavirus and. That's fun. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't, 
I don't wish anything bad to happen to him as much as I can't stand our president. Even like I said, my mom hates Donald. Yeah. Same with but mine. neither one of us like like no one should ever wish death on the guy. But no. at the same time, you're like, dude, you've pretty much been so inactive that a lot of these deaths, they're on your hands. Yeah, it's kind and of karma. Yeah. And I, I don't I, I wish him a fast and speedy recovery, but this huge piece of me just just wants him to have one or two bad days. Yeah, yeah, just just to feel something. You know, where like he sees the ghost of Herman Cain and he's like, (laughs) we need to make changes to your ability. Donald, you you fucked up. Exactly, exactly. I mean, like like I said, I I don't want to see him die or anything like that. I think it's a shame, even though I think Herman Cain, there's a lot of issues with that man and his the way he voted and the way he swung things. And I think he really really didn't do his job well but um you know i mean i it's a shame that he had to die and that he had to die because he had to stand on this hill of i'm going to support trump yeah like there, there are hills you need to stand on and this is a hill you don't republicans republicans conservatives i i beg of you this is not a hill you need to die on just not corona doesn't care who you vote for Corona doesn't care what kind of life you live. It doesn't. It's it, it's it's you know it's it's a, it's a, it, it doesn't care. It yeah. Doesn't care. Yeah. Exactly. It's a virus. We could care less who you are or what you believe in. There's no point in dying on this hill. No one's gonna think any less of you. You're not gonna be any less Republican if you say, you know what? Maybe we need to take this a little more seriously. You know, mask mandates. I, I love when you say all these people flipping out about masks. You know, are those the same people who are like? What do you mean? No shoes, no shirt, no service. What are you talking about? <laughs> I should be able to walk into this piggly loop, piggly wiggly, without my shoes and socks and and, and shirt on. Yeah, I love no. those videos of the um of the Karens refusing to put on masks <laughs> and just getting really mad about it, as though they like they're so entitled to infecting everybody. Yeah, the, it's. I mean, my my wonderful, beautiful girlfriend Nicole. Like she, she wears a, she's also a teacher. She works in a high school. She wears a special mask because she can't wear a mask. It, 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 it's hard for her. Cause what happens is she has like, um, you know, it, like it irritates her skin too much and yeah. stuff like that. So she literally has this visor with masks along the sides that don't cut against her face. Guess what? She wears that. That's what she wears. And it doesn't touch her face. So when someone's like, well, I haven't, you know, I have a condition that doesn't let me wear a, a mask on my face. No, you don't. Exactly. I, I, exactly. I wanted to key that in with a special B word, but again, I, you know, I, I you signed can't. a piece of paper saying it's okay. I can't be a... It's okay. <laughs> I, I can I can say the things that you can't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not being a. I'm not going to be a teacher anymore. I was I was in the <laughs> New York City Men's Teach program, but um, but then I I realized I just like I don't I don't even want kids of my own. So why why would I want to be with someone else's kids? <laughs> <laughs> I get it, man. I, I still think um, I told you weeks ago. I still think that you should just kind of kind of look into seeing what a guidance counselor does and, and being a guidance counselor. I think that would be just your life story. Like there's just the stuff you told on the podcast, and I'm sure there's even more that you know you're keeping you're keeping close to your chest. Yeah. Like, but that stuff, like, so many people go through it, and it's a lot easier to take counseling and guidance from somebody who's like, 
someone who can say, oh yeah, you know, at like at 20 something, I really didn't have everything together. I didn't know what I was going to do. I was still dealing with this stuff. I was going back, back to school, you know, like, and, and I, I figured it out and it took time and that's okay. And I think that kids need to hear that because kids are so wound up, Alex, like they're so wound up. Absolutely. Like I, yeah. I had a, I had a kid yesterday who said that, um, he, and he was, he was, he, we found out later he was over-exaggerating, but he's like, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to hurt myself if, if Joe Biden wins. And, uh, and, and this is a, a child younger than middle school age. Wow. Right? I can't give a lot of details. Of yeah. Biden, yeah. You know, and, and we had to follow protocol. We had to, we had to check, you know, we had to have a specialist come in and check in on him. And I was like, that's what this, this race is doing. Like it's, it's causing anxiety in in elementary school children and it shouldn't it should not do that it broke my heart and he's like well it was just over exaggerating but the fact that he even knows the fact that he even knows the names biden and trump outside of them just being people that he's heard about on the news just like kills me it just crushes my my soul yeah they've become such polarizing figures of like the dark side and the light side and depending on what side you're on you see it differently yeah and and people are just so panicked now my myself included i mean i think there's i think there's reason for panic i think that it's not abnormal you know you've just got to you've got to find your your zen, your chi, yeah, or, or, or your, you know, yeah, no, I, I believe in that stuff, yeah, you know, and, and just um, be like, okay, well, you know, I'm not going to freak out until anything matters, but um, uh, you know, an amazing uh, journalist slash podcaster that um, you know, everyone should listen to, along with Alex, along with Alex, <laughs> that everyone should listen to, um, is um, uh, uh, now see, my brain never works when I want it to. But um, it's his Twitter handle is at I write okay. It's um, it's, it's terrible that I. Can't Let me see. I'll take a look. Um, I write okay. You said yeah. I at I write okay. Um, but while you're looking up his name, I'll, he, oh, I am not Robert Evans. It's Robert Evans. Yeah, Robert Evans. Um, Robert Evans. He uh, you know, he's a really good journalist. He's he's been to the Middle East. He's been during the war time during fighting like that he put out a bunch of podcasts some short series one of the big ones he did was um it could happen here and it's all about america going into its next civil war and like you listen to it and now is probably the worst time to listen to it so i'm gonna just say maybe you should listen to it right now but um you know he goes through all the steps of potentially what could happen that would cause a second civil war in america and you, if you got like the little Robert Evans checklist, you go, oh no, check. Oh, oh no. Check. Oh no, check. And you're like, this is not looking good. There's way too many check marks on this page. Too many symptoms. Yeah. There's Web, WebMD. You're, you're going to die in four days. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And so, you know, I mean, I think, I think that, that that feeling that I'm sure a lot of your listeners have is like, oh my God, what's going to happen? Well, I, I think that. I think that if you you're slowly going to see that it's not as bad as as we're making it out. I I want to believe I'm right about this, but that you're going to eventually say like, oh, you know what? 
you know, it was just, it was the media really hyping it up and our hypersensitivity to Twitter and Facebook and Instagram, TikTok, and, and though TikTok I think is, is probably the more chill of the different, um, you know, social media platforms. Yeah. TikTok is fun. It's a lot of fun. That's what social media was supposed to be. Yeah. And now you it's that's gone. That's so dead. It's so, so completely and utterly dead. Yeah. Um, Twitter <laughs> is just a disaster these days. Like I, I'm lucky enough where I've like curated like my feed to a point where I only see things that I would want to see. But it took like five years to finally get to that point with my Twitter. And I'll, like if I go outside of my little bubble, it it's it's scary out there, man. It's like people people just hate each other so much. Yeah, man. No, I mean, I, I, I did a Twitter ad. I did like a $50 Twitter ad. I'm like, you know what? I want to, I want to see if people, I want to get this book out. I want to get in people's hands. I did a little Twitter ad. It took maybe two hours for somebody, some like hardcore righty to just like try to go after me. As soon as possible, I was like, dude, it's, it's a, it's a satirical comedic book <laughs> that that's, that's, geared towards adults it's a children's book geared towards adults i was like how could you be this angry about something that i know for a fact you haven't read because it takes <laughs> like it takes it takes six days for it to get to you and you just posted it i was like you're just you're so full of anger and hate for no reason i was like i don't even have this much hate for him like i don't have this much hate for a man he's a walking joke so i made a joke book about him yeah because he's a walking joke exactly like like, I don't have any hate in my heart for Donald Trump. Like, hate, hate is for people that are absolutely horrendous human beings that have done terrible things personally to me, you know, or to the world. Yeah. I guess you could argue that he does have the... If people hate him, they have that right. Yeah, like, it depends. Right. It depends on who you are or how you feel yeah. about it. Yeah. I mean, you have a right to hate him if you hate him. Yeah. But I don't... I don't there are not a lot of people I hate that are currently living in this world. Um, you know, because hate is... Hate is is crushing and kill you. That's all that. Yeah, exactly. And you know, like Twitter, Twitter people. I've run a couple of Twitter ads about this show, and that was a big mistake. Um, because uh, a lot of those people were very right wing, and I was accused of being a part of a paid conspiracy by like the left, the leftists, as though like this show that I'm recording on a MacBook Air with a USB microphone is somehow funded by, like, George Soros or something. <laughs> Soros! <laughs> yeah, this is the, the way, George Soros Short News Podcast. <laughs> by the way, um, Jeff, if you're listening, uh, George, I mean, if you're listening, uh, I, I can use that button. Yeah, George, <laughs> please sponsor the show. Like, I'll let you put your name on it. All over it. All over it. I'm fine with this. Fine with this. The George Soros Short News Podcast for George Soros. Yes. <laughs> Featuring Hillary Clinton. <laughs> with Alex Medora. Guest starring Alex Medora. Yeah, guest starring. I just like do the beginning and I'm just like, okay, now you guys talk about your demon shit or whatever it is you talk about. <laughs> oh, man, that'd be great. <laughs> oh, but yeah, it's it's just it's ridiculous. It it's all it's all ridiculous. That well, conspiracy theorists are just whole people that 
they're they're so special. I love looking looking into that world though, and just it it helps me understand why there's so many people with such backwards views. Because it wouldn't make sense at all. It just seems like insanity, just like unhinged insanity, the things that certain people say. But when you look at like, okay, where like the Podesta emails say this sort of wording that is a little bit not straightforward, I can see how an idiot would would take that as, oh, pizza means children and children are being sold. And like, like, I get it. I don't agree with it. But I get if you're like that paranoid and unstable, then you're going to see those connections where they are. Like I've done LSD before. I, I know, uh, I know what it feels like to be like that. Yeah. I, th- I think that, um, I, th- I think that the loudest voices and you know, this, everything I say here is theoretical. Like, right. you know, I don't want anybody like finding me on Twitter and going, um, you don't know what you're talking about, actually. <laughs> um, but really seriously, uh, no offense, but um, but like at the end of the day, you know, it, it's it, the loudest voices, and and the, the voices that talk the most tend to be the most unhappy or the most like, you know, the most depressed or the, the angriest people because they have so much going on in their world. And I think that when you get sucked into those groups like Q and all that other stuff. It's because you're looking for answers and you're willing to take anything that is an answer as long as it makes you feel a little better. Definitely. You know, like, like, oh, there's all this terribleness going on, but child trafficking, which is a real problem, you know, but it's like, it's like Bill and Melinda Gates have been, have been running a, a program that literally is trying to end, you know, trafficking, uh, you know, child trafficking. And, and they've been running this, for like four or five years now. And Q, like they went out and they did these rallies and they, um, you know, and they had to change the name of their rally to like, it was like Save the Children, I think it was Bill and Melinda Gates. And, and then they changed it to like, the children need to be saved or something like that because they think that Bill and Melinda Gates are in on the take of like trafficking children. It's like, uh... why don't, what? What evidence could you possibly have other than one person doing a Q drop? Yeah. Which, which my friend Chris Yamaguchi, man, would say they missed out on a great opportunity to call it a Q tip instead of a Q drop. A Q tip. <laughs> yeah, they missed, they missed the boat on that. Yeah. That would have been fantastic. Totally missed the boat on it. But, I, I, you know, they're, they're, not, they're not happy people, so they're not looking for anything that could be slightly funny because, like, oh, you know, this is very serious. And I'm not, I'm again, I'm not bashing them. I think that they probably got a lot going on in their world. And that's why they're, they're drawn in and pulled into this, what's ultimately a cult, you know, and that's, that's what it is. At the end of the day, it's a cult. Those are like Um, the same people that believe that Bill Gates was part of the pandemic. Yeah. He wants to, that's, that's the, he wants to inject us with, with, with mind control devices. They want to chip us. Even though, like every every single scientist will tell you, we don't have that level of nanotechnology yet, and there's just no viable way to really do it, even at a quadrillion dollars. Yeah, yeah. And besides, we're already being tracked in every possible way. Yeah, yeah. You're you're on Twitter. I know the government knows where you are. Trust me. Yeah, a hundred percent. A hundred percent. 
that's that's my rant. Like I have I have Amazon Echoes in every room. I have uh my location services on. I have a podcast where I say where I live. <laughs> like I I am uh, I'm an open book. Yeah, I mean, and if, if the only way that you can truly be like free of being tracked is if you live off the grid, completely off the grid. And I mean, that that's a wonderful. I, I love I love going out into the woods. I, I miss. Like, we don't have a lot of that in, in South Florida, and I definitely miss New York and like being able to go out into the woods and go fishing and uh, you know just just enjoy nature and. But um, you know, so like long. Oh. I know, right? That sounds it, like the best thing ever right now. Yeah, and and it and it is, and and you know, it's like just just to be out there, like four o'clock in the morning. Uh, I mean, I don't. I, I've never gone hunting. I've gone with my friends as they've gone hunting. Uh, not that I have any problem with hunting. I was just like, like I've never, I've never fired a rifle before. I, I've, I've fired handguns. Handguns are a different story, but I've never fired a rifle before. And so I, I was like, yeah, I need to be comfortable with this before I do it. Yeah. Um, but I mean, like, I don't miss four in the morning smelling like beer urines with three other dudes sitting <laughs> in a, you know, like sitting in a, a friggin' you know, like little, little stand-up hut waiting for something to come through that they feel <laughs> falling apart. And you're just like, you guys really enjoy doing this, huh? Like, yeah. That's I would why say we just, um, just go to a shooting range at that point. It's much quicker. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I mean, venison's delicious. I've never, I've never had it before, but I do hear good things. Yeah. It's, it's pretty, it's pretty tasty. Um, but that now we're, now we're, now we're a food podcast. <laughs> <laughs> We're we're everything. We're we're all kinds of stuff. Like I, that's like the, we're gonna talk about a lovely like uh you know we're gonna have a little little lovely fried egg on the top and there was an episode where I literally had the Amazon Echo like show me a recipe like a random recipe and I read it to the people that were listening. <laughs> Just because I was like, oh, that looks really good. How to make rice pilaf this certain way? Hell yeah. Like, the, the yeah, show. You gotta give the fans what they want, man. You gotta give them what they want. Like, this show started mostly just because I listened to a lot of podcasts and I was like, okay, there are things that I wish that they would talk about that they don't and they're not going to. So why don't I just do it myself? And. I already had like the I already not owned, but I had the short news as a show, just because I was an early adopter to this app, and the people in the app actually wanted to like acquire the intellectual property, and I said no. This was like four years ago, and I just forgot about it. And then when I wanted to start a podcast, I just called it the the short news because I had it already set up. Uh, that's awesome man like I, I i i think that you have probably a better grip than most people on how do i keep my intellectual property my intellectual property yeah yeah like all my music is under my own my own label and i don't um i don't know like i don't work well with others business wise i mean like i just like i i don't see myself ever being in a band just because 
they're they're like every band I've ever seen has broken up. <laughs> and I just like I like having friends. I don't like losing friends. So like yeah. I like if I do anything that's like very like mentally taxing, I I'll usually do it alone. I think that's that's I mean, I'm not a musician, like I'm not an artist in any way. Um but I think that like that that allows you to breed success because you don't have to you're you're taking on that full brunt of that hard you know that hard work right. um, and you don't you're not gonna put any of that anger like I mean it's natural like even when I was even when I was working on the book which is, by no means will I compare it to the complexities of music making but um, it's similar it's similar you know, definitely they, they they got aspects of similarity but I'd say making music a lot harder. Um, but like, you know, like there'd be times where I would just be so annoyed and frustrated because something wasn't going right. I couldn't match up these lines. Trump's hair looks stupid. Um, and that's just in general, but you know, in the book as well. <laughs> and um <laughs> Zane, you know, I'm the schoolyard, I'm the bully. Got him. Uh, <laughs> yeah. My fourth grade disses. Um, but you know, it's like uh I, and I would def, I would go upstairs and I'd be agitated and Nikki would be in bed, you know, like watching TV and she'd be like, what's wrong? I'd be like, I don't want to talk about it. You know, and I would almost put that, that negative energy onto her, yeah. um, you know, or like my mom would call and be like, how's the book going? And I'd be like, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> and, like, and just like putting that negative energy on her and my father and stuff like that. You know what? Like, I just gotta, I gotta do it, walk away from it. I'm frustrated and take a break, go sit outside, go, go stare at the tiny little duck poop filled pond that, that's out back by our, in our development and just, uh, you know, just try to relax. And, and so I think like what you were saying, and, and I keep taking over, which I feel terrible about. No, no, um, don't worry about it. But, uh, you know, like, like you were saying, like you, you take on that, that, that by yourself. And I, I'm, I'm trying not to blow up your ego too much because I don't want you not being able to fit out your own door. But, um, you know, like I think that that's, it's going to be harder. It's going to take more time and it's going to be longer, but I think you're taking that, that right path of like, how do I, how do, as an artist, what do I do? And, you know, yeah. I think that, you know, great, great bands do break up all the time. Hopefully not BTS because I, I've met some of their amazing fans. Yeah, they're, same. They're obsessed. They're, they are <laughs> extremely. You know, there's if, there's if some that, crossover with them and me. <laughs> No, they're 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 intense. Like all respect for the BTS. Like they are. They. I had one girl who just like she saw my post and she thought it was funny and she posted it and then immediately underneath is like the BTS and I don't really know much about them. I lived in Korea for a year. You think I would? But um, you know, like they're you know like one of them doing a like a very like poetic dance and I'm like I'm like they're gonna be if if this group ever breaks up they're gonna have the same kind of reaction that my generation and the generation like slightly above me had when Kurt Cobain, uh, you know, left us. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be tragic. Yeah. And that, that'll just be a breakup, but you know what? Props to them for like just being, I mean, they're so hardcore that Trump got into a fight with them. (laughs) Oh no. (laughs) Everybody. It's everyone. I'm just waiting for, my name to come out of his mouth, just like the fake news. I I call the short news the fake news, and <laughs> and that guy, little Alex Mador, 
There's no Little Rocket Man. Little Rocket Man. He mixes me up with like the only Korean he knows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, the dude starts fights with everybody. Everybody. He's like, he's like, oh, Bette Midler? Yeah, you're still relevant. Let me have a fight with you. Oh, Roseanne Barr? Wait, no, I think Roseanne likes him. Yeah, yeah, they're friends. Yeah. Rosie O'Donnell? I'm going to have a fight with her. Rosie O'Donnell? Oh, nobody's <laughs> safe. <laughs> like, it just like starts a fight with anybody and everybody. It's, it's like, yeah, no, I have students like you, dude. Like, you're just. You don't, it's learn how to ignore people. You are the president of the United States. Learn how to ignore people. It's not hard. I yeah. teach fourth graders to do it all the time. Learn how to ignore people. Not everyone's going to like you, man. Like, it's okay. Okay. Not everyone likes you. Learn how to ignore them because if you don't, you're just going to look like the crazy person. Exactly. Exactly. He's way too reactive to the criticism. Yeah, like, like you literally pick the one job where it is 100% legal for people to lampoon you, <laughs> to to make fun of you. You know, the only thing that people aren't legally allowed to do is make death threats towards him. Exactly. And, or like, if you're making death threats towards him, then you're a nut job. You know, like, you, you probably need to spend a little bit of time in jail. But, you know, like, that's, that's, that's your job. You are the public servant. Like, I'm a public servant. Like people, but, but, you know, people can't do all that kind of, people can pretty much say anything they want about me as a public servant. And I, I, for the most part, I have to take it. Like they can't, there's certain legal things they can't do because I'm not the president of the United States. Yeah, exactly. Oh, man. Sorry, I'm just giving my cat this painkiller real quick. Oh, she's still not feeling good. Sorry about that. Oh, excuse me. Can you see Oh, there we go. Okay. Got it. Now she's on her drugs. <laughs> flying high later. Oh, yeah. Flying high on those opioids. It's an epidemic in the world among uh, felines. <laughs> the feline opioid epidemic. That that kind of annoyed me. Like like when you, and you watch the debates too. Like they really didn't. They had an opportunity. They really didn't cover how the opioid opioid epidemic is still a massive problem. It's oh, still yeah. a massive. Yeah, a hundred percent huge problem. Mm -hmm. I, I've lost friends to that shit. It's it's so messed up. I mean, and you go into like middle America, you know, and like these small towns are being destroyed by it. And like, it's like Biden didn't really, you know, address it much either. Like the, you, you guys want to have the highest office in the United States of America. You want to be in charge of so much. Well, guess what? There's, there's whole communities being destroyed by opioids. Um, would one of you like to at least comment on what you think you might be able to do about it? Because, you know, like, like, I'm sure there's a place called Georgeville, Tennessee. I'm just throwing a random name out there, but you know, like a small Georgeville, Tennessee town of mostly farmers and, you know, like small business owners. And they're just, they're trying to make their day, but every single one of them has got a family member who's fighting this, this crisis or they've lost to this crisis. And these two are like, 
I'm going to yell at you. Oh, I'm going to yell at you. I'm going to yell at you. I'm going to yell at you. No. <laughs> no. Come on. Give, give me an answer. And don't give me a half, like, don't give me your Trumpy answer. That's not really an answer. We're going to do good stuff. Well, you do a better voice than that. We're going to do the greatest things. So much opioids. So much <laughs> opioids. Oh, so many. <laughs> I've taken so many today. <laughs> oh, man, it's, it's, it's funny. It's just like you think about how much the political, um, the political landscape has changed just in, in the last, last 10 years where, you know, we were talking about it earlier where like um, uh, Howard, Howard Dean. Yeah, Howard Dean. Yeah. 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 You know, and that was that was in the news cycle for like five days, and and you know, I'm sure people remember that Trump that that Dave Chappelle sketch where he's like, no, no, watch this, no, you know, and that was and that and that literally destroyed. He was a front runner, and that that was one of the things that destroyed his his running for the presidency at the time, and and it was such a big thing for weeks and weeks and weeks. Sorry, I found it, uh, and I heard it. I heard it too this time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let me yeah. See. Would have given anything for that. And you know something? You know something? Not only are we going to New Hampshire, Tom Larkin, we're going to South Carolina and Oklahoma and Arizona and North Dakota and New Mexico. We're going to California and Texas and New York. And we're going to South Dakota and Oregon and Washington and Michigan. And then we're going to Washington, D.C. to take back the White House. Yeah! <laughs> 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 it's just like, like, and that's just a dude that was just really excited about, about like how he was doing in the polls. And he's like, we're going to take back America. And then like flash forward 2020, you got, you got um, uh, Donald Trump Jr. and his girlfriend up going like, bah, 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 and you know they're on drugs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A hundred percent. A hundred percent on drugs. Because they're not they're not that excited to be there. They're not excited. <laughs> but it has nothing to do with them. They're not excitable people. You know what excites them? Well, I, I can't say what excites them, but you can. Go for it. Money and and, and booty. <laughs> Among other things. And it's you know, it's just like, yeah, that and and, and that's the that's the that's the impressive thing about about Trump is that he has made it to that the news cycle is not even a few hours old before it refreshes. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, like they, I forget about half the stuff he's done because it's just constantly refreshing. Yeah, yeah, you just, you, you forget, you know, you've already forgotten that he basically told the Proud Boys to, to just, you know, stand, stand down, but... Stand back or, or stand by, stand by and stand and st stand down and stand by. Stand down, stand by. Uh, yeah. Like we've already pretty much forgotten that because now he has COVID and he's signing fake pieces. Yes. <laughs> it just it was just a blank sheet of paper today, just completely blank, nothing on it, just his big old sharpie marker signature. Like he's a baseball player. <laughs> yeah, I can't. 
listen, I, I'm, I'm not going to judge them on it because there have been times where I'm like, I'm going to call your parents and I would just grab a post-it note and scribble something on a piece of paper, <laughs> put it off to the side just to make the kids think like, oh, better act up. He's written, he's written on a piece of paper. And, and that's all his fans are like, look, look at him working hard. <laughs> look at him working hard with that piece of paper. <laughs> There must be important stuff on that piece of paper. And then, like, someone on our side is like, it's blank. And then on their side, they're like, it's just invisible ink. Only he can see it. Yeah. He's got this, this sweet Trumpy Trump eye. Yeah, he's got Trump vision. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, we're burning. We're, we're just, this country's burning down. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we're not in a good place as a country at all whatsoever. Yeah. But I think there's I think there's always hope, man. I think there's always hope. I I hope there's hope. I really well, hope I think, so. I think what um, you know, what 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 all the like the the hardcore MAGA people like they what they don't get is that you know, Trump said, you know, oh Trump's like make America great again. Well, no, here's the thing. What makes America great is our ability to consistently and constantly change and adapt and, and to, to, to be willing to say, these are problems, let's change them. Like systemic, you've been learning about systemic racism. Like, yeah, it's still very much a problem, but it isn't nearly as much of a problem as it was when, you know, slaves weren't even considered people. Right. And and unfortunately, the change has moved at this incredibly slow, snail-like pace, and that's because of who we elect and allow to be in our, our Senate and our House, because let's be honest, that's where most of the power comes from, is the Senate and our House. Um, right. You know, you can, if you don't understand what I'm saying, not you, but if people don't understand what I'm saying, there's this, there's this really, really, really great, great thing called Schoolhouse Rock. <laughs> you can... <laughs> I remember that, yeah. It explains tons of things about how the government works. Go watch it. Go go educate yourself on how the government works because, you know, but but that's that's what I'm saying is that that's why I'm, I believe there's always hope that things will get better because I believe in America's ability to change and and to to say these are problems and we need to address them and solve them and we haven't done a good job in some ways, but in other ways we have. You know, I mean like nobody's nobody's shooting union members um for protest for picketing when they when they want change yeah you go back to you know like the the late 18 1800s and it's like yeah if, oh you want to you want to not die in this coal mine and pay the company store uh, you know more than half your wages um here here's my gun here's my bullet now you don't have to worry about it and, and we don't have that anymore so if you want to sit and you want to say oh no change has been made you know this is still the same horrible country you know the, the same like you know, country that it's always been. Well, no, that's not true. What makes this country so great is its ability to change. But he wants to go back to a better day. Well, what better day does he want to go back to? You know, what is, what, how does he want to make America great again? You tell me, you tell me when it was on its own, just great. Yeah, when was it <laughs> like great? <laughs> I don't, yeah, no one knows when he's, ref what he's referring to. Yeah, and it's like no, you know what makes America great? Its ability to change, not its ability to go back to the nineteen, you know, fifties where people, because they were a different color, couldn't sit at a at a at a, at a you know at a at a diner and, and eat something. Like that's not great for them. What makes 
this country great is its ability to change and make it so that that's no longer the problem. You know, and I, I think that like your generation, I think, yeah, 10 years is a generation, right? I think right? so. I'm a math teacher. I'm going to get yelled at by some, one of my friends who listens to it. <laughs> um, but, you know, like, and I studied science. I mean, I studied social studies, history for four years. But um, maybe I'm thinking of a decade. I think I'm thinking of a decade. But, um, you know, like, I, I think that, that, like, people your age and people younger than you, like, you know, those, like, who are 16, 18, I think they get it more. I think that, you know, like us in our, you know, people like me in our, our 30s, our, our mid to late 30s, like we kind of get it. Like we're starting to get what people need. And people in their 40s, like they have a, a small inkling of it. But most people in their 50s, 60s, 70s, like, like unless they're incredibly woke, um, like I just, I think they just don't get it. Like I, I don't think that they can really fathom like what needs to happen and what needs to change and how we need to be as people. And I think that you and the generations below you, I think you guys are going to take America into this amazing place where, where we become, we go back to being this beacon that we were at one time of hope and freedom, um, you know, for anyone who was, who, who was like, I'm going to leave my country because my country sucks. I'm going to come to this country because yeah. this country looks awful. We need to get back to that, like being the land of opportunity for and safety for so many people. Um, and instead, we have people that want to be American refugees. Yeah, I'm moving to Canada. Yeah, to yeah exactly. Canada, 100%. Legal weed, flavored jewel pods. Uh, that's really all I know about Canada. <laughs> Social medicine, social medicine. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. You're right. Social medicine. That's yeah. that's better than here. No, totally. I mean, uh, being I was lucky enough to, um, uh, you know, live in. Um, I was lucky enough to spend. Uh, I lived for eight months in Australia. Um, I lived for a year in South Korea. Um, and uh, you know, I was I was able to travel, and and living there is a very different world. Um, and both those countries have socialized medicine, um, you know, like where everybody, and they also have, but they also also have private medicine, you know, like they have private healthcare. Right. And I I I have I have friends and family in Canada, and they have you know, and it's like socialized medicine is not us becoming communist. Or, or following socialism. It's saying that everybody has the right to medical. And these countries, and, and albeit they have smaller populations than the US does, and I totally get that argument. Well, the population is smaller, it's easier to manage, and stuff like that. But you're telling me that some of the greatest minds in the world here in America can't come up with a financial way for us to have both private and public health care. I mean, that's, for all intents and purposes, that's kind of partially what Obamacare is. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, like, like it's, we're already on the right track to getting that. And you know what, I, do I want to lose my, my private health care? No, because my private health care is pretty good. But does that mean I don't want other people out there to have the right to health care? Um, no, I think everyone, I think that's a human right. It's a human right to be able to go into a hospital and say, I'm in bad shape and I need someone to fix me. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, and it's upsetting 
all the time when I just hear about there's people that have serious medical issues and they just can't afford to get the help that they need to be alive. Yeah, it's, it's, um, I mean, just the cost of, uh, um, oh man, a diabetic medication, um, insulin, insulin, yeah. insulin. Like if, if you, if you look into insulin and you like find out information about insulin, you find out that the, what they use to make insulin hasn't changed in like 20 or 30 years. It's still the same process and they've refined it a little bit better, but it's still pretty much the same process and it still pretty much costs the same amount of money to make it. Jeez. Yet it's, the cost of insulin has doubled, but what did Trump say the debate? Um, oh, it, it runs like water. Like water. Yeah, it runs like water. Well, don't tell that to the people who have to spend, have to spend you know, $100 per shot of insulin are struggling to make that payment. Yeah, that's you know, like so messed up. And oh. that's that's something that needs to be solved by some real. Absolutely, absolutely. I think like those less polarizing issues are the things that people don't talk about as much. Like we we need to remember those things as well as just like he's a racist and he's not. And I think I think like even I I get caught up in all of like the the attack ads and all of like the the character assassination and the drama and you start forgetting about the policy there and that's something that i've had to you know stop myself and be like hey like yeah you like keep it you can keep attacking his character but like also there are serious things like serious consequences to Trump being president anymore, not just him being a dick. Yeah, no, and, and that, that's the thing is like, like my not to to continue shamelessly plugging myself. Like my my book, that's exactly what it does. Is it kind of attacks his character all day, because his character is does not have to be a reflection of his politics. His right. character is what makes him ridiculous and funny. You know, his politics are what's truly the problem. I mean, his character, like he does not behave the way a president should behave. And everyone's like, oh, well, look at this president who did this and this president who did this. Like Lyndon Baines Johnson used to sit on the toilet and yell at his aides and tell them like things from the toilet while he was dropping, <laughs> uh, dropping the deuce. <laughs> I mean, but, but then he didn't go out and like back talk people. You know, he didn't, he didn't destroy people out in public where everybody and their, their, their sons and daughters could see it because he understood that at some level you had to have some idea or some concept of how to behave as the most powerful person in the world and like trump has no concept of that like he just attacks anybody he says whatever comes out of his mouth he's like yeah this seems like the right thing to start coming out of my mouth and so you know i think that but you know what that doesn't that shouldn't govern how you view him as a president it should govern how you view him as 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 his attitude and acting he should say like well if this is the person that um you know, that I want running this country, like, am I okay that he acts this way? And, and unfortunately for most recent polls, 48% of the U.S. like totally okay with him running like that. So now yeah. let me ask those 48%, would it be okay if me as your child's teacher, because keep in mind that 
President Trump is on TV, you're not and on the internet, and your kids aren't being monitored 24-7 unless you're a helicopter parent, they have access to everything that comes out of his mouth. So would it be okay if I acted the same way as your child's teacher? I can act the same exact way, and you're totally okay with that? I'm willing to bet nine out of ten are going to say, no, it's not okay that you act like that because you, my child looks up to you as their teacher, and my child, you know, follows what you do. Well, what do you, what do you think people do with the president of the United States exactly, of America? Exactly, exactly. So, I mean, but, you know, if, if he acted that way, but his policies weren't so horrendous, horrendously bad, though he did make it illegal to abuse animals, which I, I got to give him props for. That's, that's fantastic. Yeah, that's like the one thing that he did that I was like, you know what? All right. Like, that's, that's good. <laughs> yeah. That's like oh, yeah, I, the I, one thing that like he's done during this whole four years that I've been like, all right, okay. Yeah, no, it's I, I'll give him. I, I will always give credit where credit is due. I think that's great. I think that you know you've got to you can't treat animals poorly because you know they're, they're a huge part of, of of what makes us people and, and you know everything like that. But um. Yeah, every, every almost everything else, almost all his other policies. There's maybe like a handful here and there where I was like, yeah, that's that's the best policy option at the end of the day. Um, but um, you know, like other than that, most of his stuff is horrendous. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, here I've got time for maybe like a few more minutes, but then I got to um, I got to make dinner and I have to do my laundry. <laughs> I feel like I've been just dominating. This no, no, this has been, this has been great. This has been fantastic. Like if you weren't here, it would just be me like talking to myself. <laughs> I know, but we all, that, like all your, all your fans who listen to your podcast, that's exactly what we tune in for. We're like, oh yeah, Alex is going to talk to himself and he'll probably show some video of some, some dude like, a, you know, trying to chase down a child molester. And like. <laughs> Yeah, those are funny. Those like bros that pretend to be Chris Hansen. They're like, yo, what are you doing, bro? Like, why are you here, man? Was that way? Is your name Half for Little Ones Three Six Five? And then some creepy dude is like, uh, no. No, I'm not here at the exact location where you told me to meet you in the exact clothes I said I'd be wearing next yeah. to the car that I said I'd be driving. Now, those, like, I'm glad those people do do what they do. I mean, if you, you how dare you ever take a child? How dare you? It's fucked up. Like, I, I wanted to be one of the dudes that catches those guys so badly. Like, that was what I wanted my career to be. But then I was like, do I really want to be just constantly being exposed to like this grossness? Yeah, I think that's, I think that's hard. I think being consistently and constantly exposed to that, I think that would, I think that would have more of an effect on your mental health. It does, definitely. Like I tried catfishing a predator once, student Georgia, who like, Hit up one of my meme pages and thinking that I was like a kid. So I just went with it and I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm 14, haha. And dude was just, it was so gross, but he was like mostly trying to get money 
out of this kid that didn't exist. Yeah, that's it's unfortunate that there are people out there like that. I mean, I I talk to my students constantly about like just being safe on the internet because um, I don't think they completely get it yet. You know, I think they're too young, but they're all on it. I mean, with digital learning, my kids are. I know half of them aren't paying attention to me, and they're they're playing Minecraft online or something like yeah. that. You know, and I'm just like, listen, there are lots of terrible people out there, and you need to be very aware of what's going on, and you need to tell an adult immediately because there are just there are terrible people out there. And and um, you know, I think I think just going back backtracking for a second, I think the one thing that you can take from like the QAnon grouping is that even with all their crazy, like even with all their crazy conspiracy theories and literal problems that they cause, like like they are a terrorist organization. But like I think people are now that you know now that, like people like the news is like saying like oh you know QAnon is putting out all this information about child you know child sex trafficking and, and things of that nature. That almost in a way it's it's reminding people that this is a very real problem that does very much need to be stopped. And, you know, in a way that Ashton Kutcher, like I can't stand Ashton Kutcher. But <laughs> he, he's a big proponent for like, you know, preventing this. Um, who's, who is Batman? Our last Batman. Um, ben, ben, ben Affleck. Yeah. Yeah. Ben Affleck, big proponent for like preventing sex trafficking, Bill and Melinda Gates, you know, and I, and I urge your listeners if they, you know, have a little bit of money and they, they, they're like, well, you know, I could either either get this amazing looking book that sells for pretty cheap online, or I can go and I can donate this to one of those organizations. I'd rather they donate it to one of those organizations, like a legitimate organization. Do your research. Go onto their website and really donate to this cause because it's 2020 and this sh- children should not have to be suffering the way that they are like this. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's like, uh, it's so messed up that this has been going on for so long. And that like, it it goes from normal people to all the way to like famous people in power that are guilty of these things. Yeah, alleged, 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 alleged. which I mean, uh, you know, I Weinstein, I'm I'm literally down the block from the Palm Beach County Jail where Weinstein was not when he hung himself, but or, or allegedly, um, no, no, I'm 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 sorry, Epstein, Epstein, Epstein. yeah, yeah, like I, I'm 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 pretty much down. Sorry, Luna's got a toy. Oh, uh-huh. <laughs> um, I know, brother. Come on. Um, but yeah, I mean, like he's I'm down the block from where he was, and. You know, it, it makes me sick to think that that the stuff he was doing was happening right here in Palm Beach County, and that that it was, no one was ever like, mm, something seems wrong. But I digress. Sorry, I'm just getting a text from the other room saying that the the laundry people are coming, so we might we might have to cut it. Uh, we might have to cut it here. Yeah, it's it's good, man. I'm I feel I really truly feel like I ended up dominating. And I, I, no, I feel terrible dude, dude, we gotta do this again, like real soon. 
I'm always down to to have a conversation with you, man. And uh, you know, you can you know how to get at me. Absolutely, I got your number now. Uh, I'll be in I'll be in touch for sure, dude. And I'm I'm just gonna be editing this, and I'll get it up as as soon as it's done. I gotta uh, do some some magic with the audio, just to make it stereo and stuff like that. Yeah. I don't, I don't know any of that stuff. So I'm, I'm trusting whatever you're doing, man. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll, I'll take care of that then. And I, um, yeah, I, I gotta go take care of this laundry stuff, but, um, dude, you are welcome on this show anytime. I, I appreciate it, Alex. If, um, if this, if this book hits big, I'll pay for you guys to come find out. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it. So well, I mean, after COVID. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. What after? Definitely after, after COVID. COVID. Definitely. Um. So everybody listening, the shorties out there, it the book is called Trump's Lessons for Kindergarten: How to Survive School the Best, and written by James R. Senecola. Check him out. Check out the book. And uh, that is the short news podcast for today. And I love you all, and I will see you soon. Peace. It's really that time of year, and your team might finally do it. Or if you're a Rams fan, you might just want to book the trip now. This year, Super Bowl 56 is in Los Angeles at SoFi Stadium, February 13th. You can scour resellers to buy an overpriced ticket closer to the day, or you can lock in the Super Bowl experience of a lifetime now with our friends at On Location. True 50-yard line seats, only available with On Location. An invite to celebrate on the field with the champs on location. Yes, you want to craft a perfect confetti angel like I did? Go to the game with On Location, and it's not just about gameplay. From dinner with NFL legend Marcus Allen to pregame parties featuring acoustic sets for Wyclef, the official hospitality partner of the NFL is offering the most exclusive ticket packages available. Want to know how? Visit onlocationexp.com forward slash SP56 or search Super Bowl On Location. That's right. Search Super Bowl On Location. Make the trip of a lifetime. It's your shot. Take it.